Next on BYU Sports Nation, a perfect November for BYU football. The Cougars celebrate in California. BYU senior receiver and Y-Factor winner Jordan Leslie joins us in studio after his game winner at Cal. Plus ESPN's Trevor Maddich on what BYU's win over Cal really means. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation back to work on a Monday on your TV, radio, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, December 1st. That's right. It's December my name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with tie-dye t-shirt designer, Jerem Jordan. That's not true. I've never worn one, never made one. Don't care. You never wore one in elementary no, school? No, no. You did, too. Independent Conference champs! Woo! Take that, Notre Dame! <laughs> Woo! What happened to the Fighting Irish? Holy cow. One minute, they're in the top ten. Who losing cares? To, losing to Florida State like everybody else We has. own independence. BYU at 8-4, and four, technically, yes, has the best record in all of independence. BYU is America. Independent. <laughs> hey, speaking of tie-dye, so uh, when, when I saw this, I thought, yep, yeah, okay, Berkeley, this is, this California. This is your set piece you brought back from Berkeley? And you and I had a conversation about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and mm-hmm. there's a big scene on the Golden Gate Bridge yep. in that part of the country. Spo- spoiler from the second <laughs> so, movie. So I thought... This has to be it. The tie-dye just screams at nice. Berkeley, California. Yeah, that, that, I saw a couple that of screams guys, research institution. No kidding. I saw a guy selling tie-dye t-shirts on, uh, I think, College Drive That's in still Berkeley. still a thing? And I said that. I, I said that to uh, Michael Miner, our senior coordinated producer. I was like, they still sell those That's here? still a thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That fits in. All right. So there Spuddy you go. Buddy has a friend. And he needed a friend. Spuddy Buddy! <laughs> Don't worry. They're on the body system. Bronco Mendenhall wants us to blow that up, by the way. Does he? Because he hates Boise. <laughs> he said after he doesn't hate Boise. He's just like, yeah, the way we play. Yeah, the, yeah. the way that, that It's not about Boise. It's about Spuddy. Yeah, buddy. I know. Okay? And that's what it's about. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great Boise. to have you with us. Man, it feels good to be champions of the Independent Conference. Oh, my gosh. Join oh, our- <laughs> this just in. Christian Stewart, Offensive Independent, independent Player of the Week. Scott Arellano is the special team's FBS Independent. Pendant player of the week. First no for Stewart. Could have been Jordan Leslie if C. Stu wasn't amazing. Yeah. Great, yeah. great game. Oh, man. We'll dive into that, but what a game. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Started off with today's Twitter question. What does BYU's win over Cal mean? It means, Use the hashtag it means independent conference champions. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. At the Clausinator. <laughs> it means through transivity. Transitivity. Transitivity. We beat Utah this year. Okay. Utah lost to Washington State, who lost to Cal, who lost to BYU. <laughs> That's what we have to do. Ty Denver had a great tweet on Saturday. He was like, why is Utah playing Colorado and BYU playing Cal? It should be BYU playing Utah and Colorado playing Cal. Totally. Something. should be Cal playing Stanford. They played the week before. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. So much more than just a win. I'm so happy for our team and our coaches and those that have really supported us from the beginning through the middle to the end. Those were the initial comments from Bronco Mendenhall to me on the sideline during the BYU TV Sports postgame game. The relief, the happiness, 
after BYU beats Cal in a shootout. They won on the road against a high-powered P5 offense, so yeah, the reaction was understandable. If you haven't seen the vine of BYU celebrating in the locker room, man, Bronco is crowd surfing, (laughs) and everyone's going crazy. I loved it. I loved it. It was this emotional release. It's the end of the regular season. It's celebrate. Celebrate wins. Besides Savannah State, celebrate wins. You work so hard. There's so much buildup. And BYU... Uh, an underdog in this game wasn't supposed to stop Cal's offense, right? Cal's D was bad, and BYU chewed it up. They played a good game. BYU came back second half and won the game. It's a really good win for BYU. Now, th- there are those that think, oh, man, BYU was ranked 18th. They were 4-0. You only won eight. Come on. It's a different team, and BYU won the last four. They should have won the three prior to this, for sure. To get, when BYU was 4-4, four and four, I said, they'll win the next three and it just won't matter, right? They'll be 7-4. and four, But if they can beat Cal and win the bowl game, they've salvaged something. I don't know what it is, Spencer. I don't, I don't know what they salvaged, but it was something. And it's a celebratory time. You won. You beat a P5. You went 3-0 versus the P5s. That's tremendous. The celebration after was way more than just about beating California. Oh, yeah. And while you say you should celebrate winning, yeah, it was a good win. Every time. But it was more than that. It was overcoming a four-game losing streak, a horrendous October. This was a celebration of winning four straight without your star quarterback, without your star running back, and your star defender, and your top receiver goes down against California. Are you kidding me? This will always be the injured season to me. Uh, Just like the lost season where BYU should have won 10-plus, did not, injuries happen, whatever. Those that say injuries happen to everyone, not like they happen to BYU. Maybe someone else had it. Virginia Tech, I've heard, has been crazy injured, whatever. Anyways, BYU wins eight games. They rebounded. They found something. Celebrate that. Celebrate it. But how they finished after the season of injuries created this amazing story led by Christian Stewart. And, th- and that Cal validated the previous three wins because BYU was going to win those three games. Is BYU a better team than they were after the Utah State game? Yes. The Cal game validated that. BYU won a shootout, by the way, with one of the best offenses in the country. Against a BYU team hung that in had there. everything to play for. It was senior day for California. They know that they have to win to go to a bowl game. They're on their home They've field. They've been playing that game like the last four weeks, by the way. The get into a bowl game. They couldn't get in. BYU's P5s, by the way, didn't help BYU out. Texas goes 6-6, six and six, Virginia and Cal go 5-7. and seven. But BYU wins all three of those games, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU brought it in those games, 41.3. That's how many points BYU averaged per game against the P5 teams. So BYU scores 64 against Savannah State, whatever. The next three... Top scoring games for BYU this season against the P5s. They rose up and won. I'm, I'm proud of the way BYU performed against the P5s. It kills me to think about Nevada and UCF now because you go, ooh, BYU could have been all the way up to 10, but you can't win. You're not going to win every single one of those. You, the UCF game, Nevada, uh, BYU up big in that one, Nevada up big in that one, lost, but whatever, those happen. Celebrate the fact that you finished strong. With everything that happened, Am I okay with eight and four? I am more than okay. Okay is a good way to say it. With eight and four. Yeah. Hey, it could have been worse. Those not happy with eight and four. Do you want seven and do you want seven and five? Do you want (laughs) six and six? Do you want five and seven? Like (laughs) they won four straight games capped by a good win 
against California on the road. 23 for 38, 433 yards, five touchdowns. Oh, by the way, by Christian Stewart. There was one moment in the game that I will never forget. It was when he was rolling to his right. I think this is the best throw that I've ever seen Christian Stewart make. Third down. He throws it across his body at like this impossible angle on a third down and gets a first down, sustaining the drive. I I was like, where is he going? Fourth down. I don't remember. The I was in a really good spot to see the angle that he threw that pass at. That was unbelievable. That is the best pass that I've seen Christian Stewart throw. It was amazing. There were a lot of times where BYU could have lost the handle, right? Luckily, Christian Stewart's down on what would have been a pick six to put Cal up 14. Uh, but he makes that great play to Taron Houck for a four, first down. That was on fourth and two. That was a fourth down. There were some big plays. BYU fumbles at the goal line on one of the weirdest, dumbest plays I've ever seen. And you're like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? But BYU rebounded, and it, it was a celebration. This is not the same team that beat Texas. Not even close. You've had all these injuries, and then you, cha- you change things, and you win eight. I'm, ju- I'm just proud of this BYU team. They could have... They could have mailed it in. They really could. It was great. It was so great to see the relief and the emotion and the celebration from that team. Don't get me wrong. Eight, eight and four. We're celebrating what BYU did given the circumstance. Should BYU have won 10 games this year? Yes, they should have. But injuries happened. All that happened. So the standard changed, people. If you keep the same standard from the Texas game, you're going to hate this season forever. I choose not to hate this season. I love this season for what it has become through adversity. I don't know that I love it because I don't know that I'll ever love eight wins, but I'm proud of the way BYU rebounded. It is, it is the stories that have developed through this that I love. The Jordan Leslie's oh, and I the love Christian the Stewart's. Too. I'd rather have those stories with ten wins. Certainly, but it wouldn't feel this way if they had beat UCF and they had beat Nevada. It, just wouldn't, it wouldn't feel this way. It, wouldn't, it would be different. If October didn't go the way it did, it would feel different after this win. I didn't like the way October went. <laughs> I didn't either. But I, all I'm saying is it's nice to have these amazing stories of resiliency develop. Yeah, re- yeah, resiliency is great. I don't like – redemption stories are nice. I would like that you don't have to be, like, re- redeemed in that situation. If there wasn't an issue in the first place, that would be great. You can't control the injuries. I'm worried about that BYU lost to Nevada and UCF. It's like, oh, now yeah, I look back. Yeah. But, uh, again, the, the, celebrate the fact that you rebounded. Shout out to the fans who showed up uh, in Berkeley, by the way. It was almost half and half. It was so loud. I couldn't believe on the second touchdown catch to Jordan Leslie how loud it was from the BYU fans. It was incredible. I just thought, is this, this seriously feels like kind of a home game for BYU. Yeah, People were going bonkers. 07 UCLA experienced something like that where it was like, BYU came out and I thought it was UCLA. And I was like, <laughs> what? That's going to happen next year in Pasadena. BYU fans are going to go. There's going to be 30,000 BYU fans in that state. 20,000 or something. Spoke it was with, awesome. Yeah, I spoke with Jordan Leslie who had two long touchdowns, 155 yards receiving after the game. That's what he had to say. This win's important to us. Uh, shows how much heart we have to go 4-0, you know, thinking undefeated season and lose four straight. You know, it says a lot about this team. You know, our Way to, way to hold our composure and win four straight and hopefully the fifth one. He's the guy that wanted to come on the show. He asked to come on the show after the fourth straight loss. Coming off Boise, that 55-30 drubbing. He's like, when are you going to get me back on the show? So he does. Well, now we're going to have him back on we after a fourth straight him. win. We want we're, him on We're now. demanding that he comes on today. He will join us in about five minutes live on set. Cal was uber motivated on senior day and BYU holds them out of a bowl game.
I mean, that it was it That was is amazing. kind of satisfying to me. I, one of the best tweets I saw was, uh, Mission Trips 42, Research Institution 35. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, the, all those jokes were fantastic. You know, I mean, we could go on and on about all the, the great individual plays that were made during the game. The one person I do want to mention is Sky Pove. I thought he, he was, played his greatest game. I thought he was outstanding. Interception, pass breakup, the critical uh, tackle. The, okay, bef- be- before that, he had the huge hit uh, on a guy. And then he makes an open field tackle that forces a punt that gets Bury the ball that gives Bury the lead. His greatest game. It's, it's a bummer that Craig Bills was out. I'm. I'm sorry, but the back half of the schedule, Craig Bills hasn't been around and been the same, and Sky Pove stepped in quite nicely. BYU's leading tackler, Sky Pove, wow. also trending in BYU Sports Nation men's basketball. Uh, if you haven't watched them, they could shoot the three. They beat Eastern Kentucky 90-76. to The Cougars have a huge game in Logan, a place they have rarely won against Utah State tomorrow night. The herd will see you up there. Yeah, that's We're going right. up there. Speaking of which, Tyler Haas, another solid performance. On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Haas is chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Nation. 501. Nah, it doesn't really work with, with this music. He had 26 Saturday. He had 26 I was hoping points. for 27 so he'd have 500 even. I am disappointed in 26 points. No, I'm not. <laughs> he keeps chipping away. By the way, BYU, uh, last week, going into the week, the school record was 15 threes in a game. BYU then has 17 on Tuesday, and then they have 15 on Saturday. They do it twice in the week. BYU can shoot the three, man. Women's volleyball in the NCAA tournament, they'll play in Tucson. We'll get into the logistics of that, which Not I hosting. think is... what the heck? Malarkey! What does BYU's football win over Cal mean? Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. 3-0 versus the P5, says PW owner 1019. Trevor Maddich up next. And now... Back to more BYU Sports Nation. The show rolls on. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast if you haven't already on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Coming up Saturday, double dose of hoops on BYU TV. In Salt Lake City, women's basketball plays at 2 Eastern time. Men's basketball plays at 6 Eastern time. That's on BYU TV and BYU Radio this Saturday. A winning weekend for BYU overall. Men's basketball knocks off Eastern Kentucky 90 to 76. You mean Women's Eastern volleyball. Kentucky. Exactly. Yeah. Women's Huge volleyball win. headed to the NCAA tournament. And BYU football on the road beats California to keep the Bears from a bowl game 42 35 in a wild shootout on Saturday afternoon. Joining BYU Sports Nation now, as he does every Monday, Trevor Maddich of ESPN, college football expert, BYU national champion. Trevor, what was your takeaway from BYU and California off the top of your head? Holy smokes, that looked like the same kind of ping-pong match that we used to see in the old Western Athletic Conference days. Just trading touchdowns and the team with the ball at the end wins, only that was the twist. Normally, the team with the ball at the end scores and wins the game. In this case, it was an amazing defensive stand. That was the only twist, but boy, that was some entertaining football. And it was a nice win for BYU. BYU goes 3-0 and versus P5 teams, and in a weird uh, twist of fate, BYU was 1-3 and versus Mountain West teams. But let's ask you our Twitter question today, Trevor. What does BYU's win over Cal mean? Well, it, it means that they're 8-4. and four. That's what it means. And really, it sends them into the bowl season on an incredibly high note. They had a lot of guys play 
really well, especially in terms of uh, filling in for injured guys. Sky Povey has been fantastic in place of Craig, Bill, Craig Bills and then other guys as well. So, you know, what it does is it gives you a lot to be proud of. It gives you, you know, bragging rights to an extent. It gives you momentum in recruiting. You know, it's just, it's just really good to get a win like this because keep in mind that Cal is, is a team that, while defensively they're just not that good, Offensively, they're one of the best teams in the country, and BYU was able to go to their place and win a shootout with a team that scores more points than any other team in the Pac-12 but Oregon. That's something to be very proud of. Yeah, California had everything to play for, including a bowl game. It was senior day. They were certainly motivated, so BYU to win there. It's a capper on a nice year. There was some amazing post-game reaction, just raw, unfiltered, craziness in the locker room and I don't know if you've seen uh any of that Trevor but Bronco Mendenhall being hoisted on the shoulders of his players crowd surfing yeah it it was it was really entertaining to watch why do you think BYU had such raw emotion after beating California who was only a four-point favorite BYU has always had that raw emotion. The thing is, they're so disciplined that they don't really show it publicly. Bronco Mendenhall, when you listen to him talk in his press conferences and in his media appearances, just seems so much like a librarian. But if you get next to him, when he's talking, sounding like a librarian, and you look in the eye, you see a fire burning in there, and you know that this guy is, an emotion, is, is as emotional and as passionate as any coach that I've ever met. And so I like it that they finally let their hair down as far as the honor code you know, would allow them to, certainly in terms of hair being down. <laughs> but they let it down, and they created a mosh pit, and they went nuts, and they had fun, and, and all that stuff is in those guys. And it's nice that they finally had a chance to pull the curtain back and let us see it too. The comparison I make to why BYU celebrated so hard right at the end of the game and in the locker room, is one, you should, you should just celebrate winning. Besides Savannah State, you should celebrate winning. You work so hard. The other one is this. It's like sixth grade, last day of school, you have a pizza party. It's just a cap to the end of the season. BYU deserved to celebrate, especially given what they've gone through this year, right? Right. Well, think about it. I mean, they, they won their first four games in a row. They had a Heisman Trophy candidate at quarterback. They were rolling. And then all of a sudden, they lose their Heisman candidate at quarterback, Taysom Hill. They lose key defenders. They lose four games in a row. Then they came back and won their last four games in a row. So they're 4-0, 0-4, 4-0. You talk about an emotional roller coaster. I mean, that's the very definition of it. We just talked about the high-scoring offensive game that it was. BYU goes 42 points with Christian Stewart, 433 yards, five touchdowns for a guy who, if Jay Omer, the strength and conditioning coach, doesn't approach him, probably isn't even on the team. He steps in. What do you think about Christian Stewart's performance since he's taken over for the star Taysom Hill? You know, one of the things that makes it so wonderful is that it's so unexpected because, like you mentioned, uh, he had to be talked into coming back onto the team. And the fact that he not only was able to take over and not only presided and survived that four-game losing streak, but to lead the team to this four-game winning streak and into the bowl game with the Miami Beach Bowl in his last opportunity to play college football, really his last opportunity to play football ever, I think is just such a great story and that's one thing about football is we think so much about the X's and O's and, and the game planning and the schemes and all those things. But the truth of it is what makes college football great 
is the stories that it gives us. And Christian Stewart, in my opinion, is one of the great stories of this year's college football season. I thought it was interesting, Trevor, that in BYU's three wins against Power 5 teams, let's throw out Savannah State in terms of what BYU did offensively, the top, the next three best scoring games for BYU came against the P5 teams. The Cougars, for some reason, got up against those P5 teams and went 3-0. and What did they do differently in those games? Well, what they did differently in those games, first of all, was be healthy. You know, they, against Texas True. and against Virginia, that's two of the three. They had Taysom Hill there. And then in the Cal game, they had the ability to play three games against non-P5 teams in, their, in that winning streak. So they, they beat Middle Tennessee, they beat UNLV, they beat Savannah State, and they finally found a rhythm. That's where they played their third P5 victory, which was over Cal. And that's one of the reasons they were able to do it. They, they didn't quit. We talked earlier in the season, guys, when Taysom Hill got hurt about how this team is not emotionally fragile. They became physically a bit fragile because of the injury situation. But emotionally, they kept on fighting. And when it came down to the end in a very dangerous game against Cal, that they very easily could have been blown out of that stadium because of the explosiveness of Cal's offense, they, they rose up and really, in my opinion, played their best team game of the season. Trevor Maddich of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation. It's another Maddich Monday. So now three weeks from today, BYU heads to South Beach and the Miami Beach Bowl. There have been a few names of teams that have been thrown out there for BYU as potential opponents. Uh, popular picks right now are East Carolina, Cincinnati, and maybe Memphis. Who do you see BYU playing in the Miami Beach Bowl? Well, the obvious choice would be Central Florida because they're right there in Orlando. And from a traveling standpoint, they travel more people. The, the question for the American Athletic Conference uh, will be whether or not they want to schedule a rematch. Because what they do is they place their teams in their bowls depending on what they think is the best. And so, you know, it's really a placement situation for them. And then that's a smart move on their part. So if they're okay with the rematch, then here comes Central Florida again. And I'd love to see that because that was Christian Stewart's first start after Taysom Hill got hurt. And BYU's defense really played well in that game. And I think that with a resurgent offense now and some experience with Stewart, I think BYU would beat Central Florida. Now, that doesn't happen. Then you've got to go with who'd be closest. And I think East Carolina would be easiest, their fans, to travel down to Miami Beach. And that'd be an interesting matchup because they were ranked at one point. BYU plays them next season as well. I wouldn't mind that. That might be good. Okay, the college football playoff, we address it every week with you. Uh, Mississippi State loses. There's a spot open. Who do you have in that spot? I've got Baylor in that spot. Mm. Yep, I've got Baylor in that spot. Now, it would be TCU because both those teams have the same record, but Baylor beat TCU head-to-head, and that's the separation. I think TCU is the better team, but I believe that the playoffs start in the regular season. So I think Baylor has already beaten TCU in a playoff game, assuming they both win next week, and they both finish 11-1. and one. I've got Baylor in that last playoff spot. So even though Baylor struggled against Texas Tech, I think they won 48-46, and TCU blew out Texas, you still feel like the Bears' head-to-head matchup is enough for them to merit a top-four spot? It's not just enough. It is, it is everything. It's overwhelming. All the other criteria that are used are used to separate teams that didn't play. Who has the better body of work? Who passes the eye test? Who controls games and their wins better? And who just barely comes back and saves the day at the end? Well, all those things matter if you don't have head-to-head. But in this case, we do have head-to-head. And so even though I think that TCU is the better team, I cannot 
I cannot, in all consciousness as a player, say to a bunch of Baylor Bears who beat a team with the same record as them, that's the important thing, they both have the same record, I can't say to them that some other factor trumps their head-to-head win because it just doesn't. Five fantastic games between ranked opponents coming up this Saturday on Championship Saturday. Four of those for conference championships. The fifth is involving Baylor with, with Kansas State. Which of those five games, in your opinion, Trevor, is the biggest? Well, I think the, the, there's a couple of huge ones. I mean, Ohio State-Wisconsin is massive because without their starting quarterback now, J.T. Barrett, the question will be whether or not they will look as good with their, their backup who entered the season as the third-string guy, Cardale Jones, and what the selection committee will, will think about that. Because if Ohio State had a convincing win over Wisconsin, I think they would leap over Baylor and TCU and they, to be into that fourth spot. But because of the injury situation, it becomes a different question because the committee is looking for the best teams, and they may well decide that without J.T. Barrett at quarterback, Ohio State takes a step back going forward, even though they would have earned it otherwise. So I think the committee will be focused like a laser beam on how Ohio State performs with, with Jones at quarterback. So if they win, should they be in? You know, this is a tough question for me. Because I understand the, the concept of the, of the committee, let, let, let's, of getting the four best teams. You know, how to define that's a different issue. But let, let's, just take a, let's just take it a different way. Let's say that all 11 Ohio State offensive starters were suspended for the game against uh, Wisconsin. But let's say they won the game anyway. They just barely eked it out. Well, maybe they're good enough to beat Wisconsin with all their backups in on offense. But would they be worthy in the final four? And I would say, well, no, not if you looked at the best team. So uh, if you look at you know, the team that they would put on the field. So if you just say not all 11 starters on offense, but just one, the most critical one, their Heisman candidate quarterback for the second time this year, by the way, Braxton Miller was a Heisman candidate coming into the season. He got hurt before the first game. Uh, but if you just take that one position, can you say that you can erase Ohio State's body of work if they beat Wisconsin? Because going forward, the key cog in making that body of work happen, J.T. Barrett, is no longer available. And I can't get my brain wrapped around that very well because I can see the concept of wanting to put the best team going forward into the playoff. But at the same time, as a player, you know, there are injuries on on every team. Everybody has to deal with injuries. And if you finish the season worthy of the playoff, if you examine the roster too closely for the injury situation, I think it's unfair to the guys who did play. I do not envy the college football playoff selection committee. They're headed for a roadblock somewhere. It's, it's, it's going to be ugly for at, at least a few teams. Trevor, always great to talk to you. Very insightful. And I uh, look forward to bowl season and the championship games this weekend. All right. Thanks, guys. That guy has an incredibly difficult job because you're not going to please everyone when you're trying to figure out who fits in, like, the playoff. Don't, tr- don't try and please everyone. Like, you're not. And then so I'm glad he sticks to his guns. He's alone. He's, he's alone with the Baylor thing. TCU for a lot man. of people. TCU for me. Yeah. Up next, Jordan Leslie, Y Factor winner again. He joins us live. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We're doing it live. Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation, where you can see the vine of the BYU football celebration if you have not I yet. love it. And listen to it, too. 
It's awesome. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Tonight, after further review, reviews the Cal game and gets you set for the bowl game. Opponent's still TBD, but that's 8 Eastern time tomorrow, not tonight, tomorrow uh, after further review on BYU TV. I was like, whoa, are we going Monday night, Monday night uh, special here? Yeah. <laughs> Family home evening, man, on AFR. <laughs> uh, what does BYU's win over California mean? Use the hashtag BYUSN. I want to bring up... Uh, a couple of things, Jerem. First of all, I made a bold prediction on Friday mm-hmm. on the phone that I took some trash about on social media. I said Which BYU would hold California to 35 points. Or less. Or less. Right. Okay? And people came, pe- people came after me. Okay? Then you and I had the conversation earlier last week that the first to 40 would win, would win the game. Why didn't we bring that up? Because it's easy after going, oh, we talked about that. That also happened. Also, my Y Factor pick won. This guy. And that is Jordan Leslie, who is back in the studio hey, with us. Jordan, what's up, dude? What's up? Can I just say thank you? But I've picked you three times. <laughs> You've won me three Y factors, so thank you, Jordan Leslie. Oh, of course, you're welcome. You're welcome. You know, I try, I try to. I knew you picked me, so I tried to. I tried to help you out. I was gonna you're say, my guy. I was gonna say that was some kind of motivation. You, you told us earlier that there's been a streak of you score a touchdown and BYU wins when you and Stu are what road roommates? Yeah, when we're road roommates. At uh, home too. At home also. Okay. Yeah. So it's been it's been good. These. Last four wins, we've been roommates since Middle Tennessee. We figured I've it out. Scored a touchdown every time. So Is that because sh- you're in his ear, dude? Throw me the ball. Yeah, well, while he's sleeping, I just whisper in his ear, so he just <laughs> already has it in his mind. <laughs> Edited Keyshawn Johnson to him. <laughs> Throw me the dang ball. <laughs> Throw yeah. me the ball. Jordan Leslie with us on BYU Sports Nation. I asked you this after the game, Jordan, when we did our uh, post game interview, but I want you to again give us a juxtaposition of of what you felt after four straight losses and now four straight wins because you you talked to me after Boise and said when am I coming back on the show you wanted to come on the show after a fourth loss now we wanted you now we wanted you back <laughs> after a fourth win what contrast the two dynamics well I mean of course thank you for having me but uh you know four straight losses we, we were heartbroken uh you know we weren't gonna quit but you know that, that takes a toll on you to have you know four straight losses but to come back it, I think it just shows the heart of this team to see that you know, we weren't going to get down and just kind of have a pity party. We were going to come back strong and uh, to have, you know, beat a team like Cal. You know, the record might not show up, but Cal's a great team. You know, they can score with anybody. Have and the lead offense. Yeah, lead offense. And, you know, they held, held it with Oregon, uh, you know, Arizona, teams UCLA. like that. UCLA, just teams like that. So, you know, it's a great win for us. And, I mean, that's why you saw the celebration in the locker room because, you know, it's kind of a big relief. You chose not to uh, get in in the mosh pit on purpose. That's a veteran move, I think, right? Uh, definitely. You know, I've had, I've been struggling this season with some injuries, so I didn't want to get hit in the head with the Powerade ban or anything. <laughs> you know, they were going crazy with the Powerade, so try to stay away. Against Virginia, you hurt your ankle, uh, and you made some comments Saturday that it was probably more severe than you made it out to be or was published earlier. How bad was that injury, and what did you go through in the regular season? Well, I mean, uh, you know, the first four games, I, was, I felt, you know, I felt good. I was feeling fast and everything, and, you know, it, it showed on the field. But, you know, the Virginia ankle was – it was pretty bad. And, you know, I've never missed a game in my career, so I wasn't going to start now. So I kind of pushed myself to keep going. And, you know, once you hurt one body part, I kind of was overcompensating on the other, other leg and kind of, you know, strained my hamstring and my glute and kind of, like, pulled them. So – you know, had that, and so that was in the Nevada game. And so it was just little things building up, and it was kind of hard for me to run. But I started telling Coach I was feeling good, and, you know, it just worked out. Two touchdown catches, both of them uh, from a distance. One is your career-long 83 yards. The longest play from BYU's offense this year was walk, that play. Walk us through each of those touchdown catches. How did, how did they happen? What did Stu signal to you at the line? What, what was happening there? You know, uh, 
Mister have had some problems, you know, connecting on the deep ball. As you've seen, like sometimes he'd overthrow or sometimes I, you know, would run a little too fast or something like that. So it was good to have that. And, you know, he, I got pressed, and I told him before the game, I was like, when they press, just throw it up. He was like, I'll beat him with my speed, just trust me. And he saw him press, and he kind of signaled me to go route. And I kind of beat him off the line, and once I beat him off the line, I knew it was over. Once he threw me the ball, you know, there was no catching me, so I knew I had a touchdown. And another one, you know, I was actually supposed to be the decoy, so it was kind of weird. I was supposed to take the safety's eyes with me and supposed to pass to someone else, but safety rolled down, the other safety stayed on the hash, and I was wide open, so I was like, Stu, I hope you see me. And <laughs> that was the me. second touchdown, yeah. Yeah, he ended up seeing me. That was the second one. Christian, I, I believe, told you, Spencer, after the game uh, on the postgame show that he had never thrown that ball to you on that play. Never. In practice. Like, in practice, it was never thrown <laughs> to me. Like, I was, I was shocked when he threw it. But it, it happened, and it was a great game winner. What's that moment like when you, when you see the ball in the air and, and realize, yeah, we're going to score and take the lead right here? Well, first, you, you see the ball, and you're like, oh, I better not drop this. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, once you catch it, it's, it's you know – it's so much excitement. You can't even explain it in words. And just to have that whole, you know, section of fans. It was near the BYU, the BYU fans. fans. It was right next to the BYU fans. So it was great to just see them all right there and to score and just wave at them. And, you know, they were just going crazy. And It was so loud. And I know you're in the moment. But I just remember looking uh, at Michael Miner, our senior coordinating producer, and saying, it is so loud right now after your second touchdown catch. Uh, and the BYU fans have shown up in droves, 10,000 of them in Tennessee after the four-game losing streak, and now uh, another twelve or 15,000 in California. Now do you believe that BYU Sports Nation is a real thing? Oh, I definitely believe. You know, when Coach Holiday, when I was getting recruited, he told me, he's like, you'll never believe the fans that we have at away games. And, and I was kind of skeptical, but, you know, going to UConn, going to UT, all our away games, just seeing, I mean, I think we had more fans at Middle Tennessee than they had. Just to have all that is just crazy. And, um, yeah, the Cal, I think it was, you know, everybody. There had to be, you know, around five to 10,000 at Cal. And it was, it was crazy to see that and celebrate after the game. Uh, you, know, it's, you know, I thank them for coming. You and Spencer are wearing the same shirt. Spencer's got the gray version. Time You've got the, the live reveal. version of the C. Stu shirt. Brian Steve Logan Stu. and I wore these on, uh, on Friday on the show. Yep. What, what's it been like to have these shirts kind of go around? Who has these shirts on the team, by the way? Because I know Bronco wore one, and it was, like, funny or whatever. Well, you know, I, I got it. I was the first one on the team to have it. I just want really? to put that out there. I was the first one to support Stu, so that's why you need to start throwing me more. But, uh, <laughs> but I, actually, I actually wore it one day in the team meeting. I didn't say anything. I just wore it and kind of showed, co- uh, showed Coach Mendenhall, and he, he pulled me up in front of the team, and everybody just started wanting, wanting the shirts and just kind of – I mean, I, half the team has to have a shirt, at least one. Hmm. So it's, it's, great to, it's great to see, you know. He's had, he's had, you know, a heck of five games, and it's, it's crazy to – to see him, you know, develop as a quarterback. I love his candor because uh, he came up to me right after the game ended. And he was like, "Dude, that was crazy, man!" <laughs> but I knew we were going to win. <laughs> You're like, you th- "Yeah, I, I do think it was good." <laughs> so I, that's that's just cease too, man. His his candor and he wears his emotions on his sleeve. And uh, you know what are what are some things that we don't know about him though that he doesn't show to the media? Um, you know, he he is just he has that demeanor. He's just. He doesn't let anything get him down. He's always upbeat, and you can actually tell that on the field. I mean, even after you know the the pass behind Paul, we got uh, you know taken back. You know, there's there's no doubt in him. He knows he's going to come out and still still perform. And that's one thing I love about him. Uh, he's he's crazy about TV shows. We room together, and literally we're both just be on our iPads just watching TV shows. He's watching Suits now, so that's his <laughs> that's suits? his thing right now. He's trying to catch up in Suits, so. And he'll stay up till like one in the morning just watching. <laughs> it's so funny to me because I'll go to bed. 
you know, I'll try to get to bed early, and he'll be up at one in the morning. Like you just knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeremy, like, you and Stu need to have some conversations about Netflix. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big TV show. I've I've been telling him about Suze. Every time he gets to like an episode I've already seen, I'm like, you catch up. Yeah, I would catch up for him. What what other shows are you watching right now? You? Oh, me and myself. I've seen every like name a show I've probably seen. I mean, I've watched uh, Suits. Don't make fun of me for this one. Vampire Diaries. Somebody, on the, <laughs> somebody on the team got me into Vampire Diaries. I started. I like the originals better. It's you're reading I'm, Twilight at the same time. No, too. I don't. I don't. I'm just kidding. It's a lot different. It's a lot different. But you know, I've probably seen over over thirty. You can't TV end shows. on Vampire Diaries. Tell me, there's originals show. that goes off of Vampire Diaries, but that's that's great. I've seen Breaking Bad. I've seen Sons of Breaking Bad. Sons yeah, of, that's Sons what I'm of Anarchy. About. Yeah, a lot of them. Awesome. You've made a habit now of. Uh, video, bom- uh, video bombing, photo bombing, our post-game interviews. Uh, when did this start? What's the motivation <laughs> behind it? You're sort of the Dwayne Wade, uh, uh, Chris Bosh of this team. You know, I, I think y'all just happened to catch me while I'm just walking by. And, you, and you happened to look it into just, our camera. I just happened to look over, and I'm like, oh, they're just videotaping me. Oh, hey, <laughs> Nate Carter, I'm behind your shoulder. See, <laughs> on BYU TV, we're showing Michael Davis is being interviewed, and all of a sudden you step in. Oh, that, that is me. Um, uh, <laughs> Oh, I, I happen to be there. Yeah, no, I just, I like that fun. And, uh, you know, especially after wins and stuff like that, it's, it's good to be upbeat and stuff like that. And, and some people might get a little nervous in interviews. To have me jump up behind them and stuff like that might ease, ease their nervousness. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Leslie with us on BYU Sports Nation, recapping the 42-35 win against Cal. The three-time Y-Factor for me, I have four Y-Factor wins you're the you leader. Know, and so I, I, the leader. I am the current leader. And Here's the issue. You, okay, so if you win, you get the last pick the next week. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to pick Jordan for the bowl game. Someone else is going to pick him. Oh, I'm, win, I'm winning you for the bowl game. I'm putting that out there. <laughs> I have, uh, God has it's, my back. Brian, Brian has, picks first, right? In him. Does Brian Logan? Brian Logan is yet to have a win. He's probably going to pick you first. Okay. There you I go. demand that Brian pick <laughs> Jordan Leslie. Three weeks to the bowl game uh, in, in Miami in South Beach. We don't know who the opponent's going to be. But what are you looking forward to most uh, about the Miami Beach Bowl? I know it's going to be your first bowl game. Yeah, I mean, of course, that's exciting. It's first bowl game. And to be in Miami, no more cold weather. That's what I said after Savannah State, no more, no more cold weather. I mean, if we happen to go down there and it just has record lows, I'm going to cry. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to cry. But, uh, no, that, I mean, that's a big thing. And just being with the team. Just, I mean, this is going to be our last, last go together. And, you know, it's, it's sad. We have the seniors and – you know, the juniors and stuff like that, we've, we've become a brotherhood, and uh, that's going to be the biggest thing that I'm going to miss. Final question, one-word answer. Who do you want to play in the bowl game? Whoever's ranked the highest. That's not a one-word answer. <laughs> Whoever's ranked the highest. Okay, that makes sense. That's, that's a veteran that, move. That's, that's a post-graduate fair. move right there. <laughs> Jordan, great to have you again. Uh, thank you for having me. It's been fun. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we continue with postseason discussion. This time we go with BYU women's volleyball. The head coach, Sean Olmstead, back on the set. What does he think about BYU not hosting after being in the top 14 all year? I say malarkey. Is Jordan going to video bomb that interview too? Okay. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Radio Vision on a Monday. It feels good to win. Tomorrow night, after further reviews on BYU TV, see what BYU did to win that game. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, David Nixon, 8 Eastern tomorrow night, after further review. I wondered how Sean Olmstead, the head coach of the BYU women's volleyball team, could ever outdo his last performance on BYU <laughs> Sports Nation. He cannot. <laughs> I think he or might can today. He? With 
the getup today. Look at that sweet hat. What okay, is, what is that hat? <laughs> it, it's one of my favorites, actually, and I get complimented all day on it. The flat brand. That's good for those it's people. It's waterproof. It's waterproof. <laughs> See, it's waterproof. Yeah. And so in case, in case on, I'm in a flood, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm taken care of. I'm, all, I'm set. I'm what's, set. What's up with the mustache? Well, it's, uh, as, it's a, my, as a former mustache wearer. What's yeah, up I remember with the that. I remember yeah. that. So the playoffs, you know, you got the playoff beard when you're going into the baseball playoffs. So mm-hmm. we're going into the playoffs. So th- I can't have a beard here at BYU. Uh, and so it's my playoff stash. So uh, we'll see how long we can uh, keep this thing rolling. Has the honor cr- uh, code approved of this quote unquote well groomed mustache? Is it, it is. Okay? Well, it's well groomed. It's cu- it's above my lip. I, I've measured it. I I, I, I took time to manicure it's this. The, you well, took, it's right. It's right there. It's so at it, the lip. Yeah, you're, you're one of those borderline guys. I aren't was you? with Tom Homo, Brian Santiago last night, and Janie, and and they all complimented the mustache. They, so mm. that means uh, you know I feel fairly uh, BYU approved right okay. now. I'm glad that you feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to get together and have some fashion discussions. Anytime, Sean. anytime. I, I, yeah, anytime. Leave, leave me out of that. I don't need to do that. I'm, a, I'm okay being left out of that one. <laughs> the head coach of the BYU women's volleyball team on BYU Sports Nation, Sean Olmstead, headed to the NCAA tournament. And I'm in, I have a microphone, and I can say this because uh, I'm not a coach or a player, but I think it is malarkey that you are not hosting. Okay, so I just want, I just want to put that up. Yeah. That, that's my opinion. You're in, in kind of the exact same scenario you were last year. Uh, if you win, you play against the 11 seed, which yeah. Hawaii was last Hawaii year. Hawaii was last year. Yeah, so it's very similar. Um, you know, I, I went into that thinking either thing can happen. I, I, I think we put together an outstanding record. It would have been nice to beat a, a Colorado State or a Washington, and we had those opportunities, and we were close in both of them. But uh, I, I, I figured it was 50-50. And then with volleyball, it's very regionalized. They mm. want to keep things, you know, look at Colorado State. They have three Colorado teams going up to Colorado State. So mm. I, once I saw, for example, I saw Utah get – I knew they'd be in the tournament. Once I saw them get getting sent away – I, I immediately, okay, we're going somewhere. And I, I said, because my coaches, they're smarter than I am, they said UCLA or Arizona, we're going to one of those two, and we're going to Tucson. So we're excited. What was your initial reaction as you work all season for that moment that you had last night, which is, hey, we're in. Yeah, and, and I told the girls, I, I told them when, when we were done at LMU that night, a couple of the girls went different directions. for the. We gave them a couple of days off, and I just told the girls, expect to be on the road. Don't expect to be at home because mm. I didn't want them to be, oh, my gosh, and now we've we got to go on the road. I told them expect to go uh, be at home or be on the road, and I told them also before you go home to see your friends and family and loved ones, you better have a response because everyone's going to be asking you what's going to be, and your response is going to be, we're going on the road somewhere. You know, we need to have that mindset. And so uh, I'm comfortable with this. I'm excited about it. That said, BYU as an underdog, you're, you're a tough out, and everybody knows. I was reading up on some, on some uh, BYU or some volleyball blogs across the NCAA last night, and the region that you play in, you have an opportunity to, to make a run. And those teams know what you're going to bring. You have two All-Americans on the same team. So even though you're not home, are, are you okay with, with who you're playing and where you are? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I like that. Uh, I figured, I, I remember the Washington coach before we played, they said, you know, you're going to beat us at home. You're going to beat us at BYU. We didn't. But he said, but we'll get you in the Washington Regional. He, he predicted that months ago that we'd be <laughs> sent to Seattle, and we are. And so uh, I really like, I like what we've got going. I really like who we're going to play. And, and we'll start with Seton Hall, and then we'll just go from there. But we're, we're ecstatic. And I told the girls that. And they know that I'm sincere and that I'm not making it up. I, I'm a, 
perfectly okay with this. And they're going to be a good team. Arizona's third in the Pac-12. That's one of the best volleyball conferences in the country. Probably the best. I don't think anybody else got 10, I think 10 teams they got in. Holy mackerel. And uh, yeah, so, so who else is going to get that many teams out of their conference? And so we're excited about it. It's really a really good opportunity for us. Thursday night, 5 Mountain Time in Tucson uh, against Seton Hall. And then the winner of that plays Arizona or Yale. Awesome. It could be Y versus Y. That's yeah, probably not going to happen. I get that all the time when I'm recruiting. Hey, yeah. what's Yale? your test score's got to be to get into your school? And I'm like, yeah, really, really high. Forget about it. <laughs> but I get that all the time. Trust me. Um, is, is it Sweet 16 or bust because you have many of those players from the last two squads that went to the Sweet 16? Yeah, but, you know, a lot of people on the outside want to think that, but we can't have that mindset because, I mean, Arizona's good. Don't get me wrong. Right. This is not going to be easy. And Seton Hall. On their home court. Yeah, they're, they're at home. They get to stay there. They don't have to travel. You know, we're figuring out our travel right now. It's not even finalized. And so we've got to worry about that. We've got to get there to Tucson. We've got to play. And and so it's not going to be easy, but this is what that's what those girls want. They came back thinking, hey, we've got to go a step further. And so that's... That's their ultimate goal, um, but you've got to take it step by step. And we haven't said anything about anybody beyond Seton Hall, trust me. In our meetings with our team, the little we had last night when we did pull them aside and meet, all of our attention's on Seton Hall, and then we'll go from there. And so it's a little, it's a little uh, different, uh, but it's also how we've rolled this entire season. We've never looked beyond any opponent. We've respected and, and taken every single match, match by match, and that's it. 98 wins as the head coach in four seasons. You have an opportunity to get to 100. Did you did you imagine that you would uh, near the century mark in your fourth season? I, I mean, I, I know you probably don't believe me or what, viewers. I, I, I didn't even know. I didn't know I had 98. I, I, I swear on everything on, on my sweet dear wife that's watching and <laughs> hopefully not throwing my shoes away as we speak. Enjoying you know? your hat. <laughs> Enjoying my hat, combo. you know, the, the mustache and everything. But uh I didn't know I was at night. I really didn't. And, and no, I, I mean, I, I had visions of great things at BYU because uh, I believed if we got things in the right order, which I believe we have, that we could be very successful. And that goes back to my head coach, Carl McGowan, told me that when I came here as an assistant, you know, if you put things in proper order and you get things rolling, you're going to be you can be very successful here at BYU. And so we've shown that. And, you know, it puts a lot more pressure to keep that going, you know, because all of a sudden, sooner or later, we're going to lose a match. And sooner or later, we're going to lose a couple in a row. And uh, we'll see uh, how all our fans support that and understand that that's part of the entire process. And that happens to every team. But I believe we've got some great kids. We're recruiting great kids to continue on with this success. In the midst of your pursuit of, you know, getting as far as you can in the tournament, have have you taken the time to appreciate with the team of what you did this season? 25-4, and four, top 14 all year, WCC champs. Can you enjoy that at some point, or is it like next thing, next thing? Next thing? It, it, it's hard, and we've, we've done our best. You know, we kind of had tried to kind of close the doors in, the, in a couple different locker rooms and just go, you know, you guys sit back and look at your teammates in the eye, and it gets real sentimental, you know, and it, look what we've done. And, and uh, you sent me that text. I think it was you congratulating me, and I, I didn't know – Again, I didn't know our – I kid you not, I did not know my overall record this year. And, 
And, you know, now I can, when people say that to me, I can sit there and go, I mean, it's pretty darn remarkable That's what amazing. these kids have done. And so I don't think they get the credit because everyone expected, oh, Jen's coming back. Right. You've got Alexa Gray. You've got these kids. You went to the Sweet 16 without her? But to yeah. be able to just go out there and still do it when the target has been is bigger than it's ever been, it's amazing. It, it is remarkable. And I try to tell these kids that I really do. But then, like you just said, I'm still preparing for matches. So <laughs> it's like, hey, forget, you know, don't worry about that. What's done is done. Let, let's get on to the next match and we've got an opponent coming up and and anybody from here on out is going to be good i mean seton hall deserves to be in the ncaa tournament because they've put in the work and they have the wins so we've got it we know that they're they're a worthy opponent we go from there i think we should give some karma yes we deliver you the byu sports nation karma to go thank you handle seton hall thank you i love your hat and arizona and i love (laughs) i love your mustache game we'll see what we can and the wc you know i did represent the wcc championship t-shirt so uh, i would have gone neon but i went with that John Olmstead, great to have you. Thanks, guys. We're back after this. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. This week, yeah, crazy show. show. And it's going to get more crazy this week. Just get crazier, man. We have Jamming with Jetty coming up. And Blaine Fowler. I just can't get over the hat that Sean Olmstead had on. (laughs) Coal. Is that what it said? (laughs) The flat-brimmed brown fly-fishing hat. Yeah, that mu- <laughs> that mustache, man. Today's rise mine, and shout. My, you thought mine was bad. Brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. This one's easy. Stewie. Christian Stewart. 433 yards. Five touchdowns, only one pick, and a win over Cal. Yes, Brian. What does the BYU win over Cal mean? At Cougars Forever says, it means BYU football is back on track. The offense can score, and the defense can stop a great offense when it counts. Here's the thing. BYU's not going to see a better offense in the bowl game than nope, they saw. that's good news. I like BYU's chances in the bowl game. Hey, thanks to Jordan Leslie, Trevor Maddich, and Sean Olmstead, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Roll the football, Jerem. The show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com and BYUTV.org slash BYUSN. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Settle down. Shout out to Rod Wilkers. I hit a live for the BYU first time. Sports Nation back to work at New Eastern tomorrow. It's okay. Everything's okay. Hug some.